This is Captain James Tiberius Kirk, stardate of 62149. We have discovered a new species of life. And I'm tempted to fuck it. <laughs> Mr. Sulu, how can you see? Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? And welcome back to Behind the Sticks XFL. I'm also back this week, Ian Spaghetti Sacchetti, sitting next to my co-host who really held down the fort for me last week, Joshua Housetown Housel. Yo, yo, yo. So as he may or may not have told you, I was on some officially unofficial business last week. I was able to infiltrate DC Defenders locker room at halftime, and I did my best Saul Goodman impression I went in there like I was Chris Harginson from Carrie, and they were Tommy Ross, and I was convincing them to take my Carrie Brahmas to the ball, to prom, and let them get to the playoffs. But motherfucking John Parker Romo comes in like John Travolta, pouring pig's blood all over my goddamn season. So, uh, needless to say, my, uh, my expedition was a failure, but... Great guys in D.C. Very, very nice and friendly there. They actually listened to my plans. That was kind of cool. They had a big lead and kind of kind of threw it. I, I appreciated that. I may or may not have told Jordan Tayamu my wife was dying. But, you know, <laughs> and you got to do what you got to do to try to get that elusive four and six playoff spot. I was impressed by how close the game was and for how good Parker Romo has been the entire season to miss the only – Field goal that really counted. Yeah. I think that might have been his only miss all season, too. Second, I Second? think. Second? Yeah, that's that's a rough one to miss. But, I mean, really, the Brahmas didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They didn't. Um, but my thing with Romo is he is the MVP of their team. So, even though he misses that, I don't think it matters. Because he will win MVP of their team. He's got to have the most points scored on their team. I don't know. Jaquez Patrick was really balling up towards the end of the season. He had two touchdowns. The two touchdowns? This week. He's had a couple, and I think they said on the broadcasting that he may be second in rushing yards. Oh. So he actually uh, was pretty decent once uh, Ballard stopped stealing all the carries and getting two yards. I like Patrick a lot. I talked about him last week. I mean, he's a nice physical downhill runner, but I mean, I think he's good for the XFL, but I don't know if he's got uh, NFL stuffs. I don't really think anybody on the Brahmas does. But maybe I'm just... Parker Romo, MVP. He missed that kick. He ain't got it. That's his second one all year. That was the only, like you said, it was the only one that mattered, though. True. <clears throat> well, hopefully the NFL scouts aren't as brutal as we are. They should be more brutal. So, where do we start with the weekly roundup, man? Where do we start? Um, I feel like we can do a pretty nice abridged version of this weekly roundup. And kind of just filter it into the goods, the goods and services. <clears throat> what? What? Tell me more about these goods. Well, the goods are is that we have our playoff picture. It's all set. So regular season fin finale over. Playoffs are happening, and we got the Sea Dragons facing the Defenders, and then we've got the Renegades four and six, probably least points scored in the league, Woo! playing the Roughnecks again, back to back weeks. So um, all the other four teams are elite, eliminated from playoffs. Their seasons are done. So, I mean, we really – the only talking point here is the big flaw with the XFL that we're looking at. 
yeah, is that the renegades the, yeah the renegades are in over the battle hawks and that we get to see the same exact matchup from last week and this is the second time this year that it's the same matchup back-to-back weeks if you're a renegades fan so which means you get to watch the renegades lose twice they split last time but that was against the brahmas yeah the exactly. worst games ever i got them both wrong in batting history so yeah. that pissed me off yeah don't bet on the brahmas or against them just leave them alone i'm excited to bet for the xfl this week though with only two games it should be quite interesting yeah um you were saying they're having more player props going on so, i hope there's some good ones yeah so we should definitely take the danucci ones because he's just been lighting it up lately <clears throat> but the I danucci mean, ones are free money i was telling you off pod God, I wish I did it again. I would put 40 bucks on that Danichi, 300 plus yards, three touchdowns. Give me that money. But you know he's going to do it again, too, because it's the playoffs. And worst case scenario is the defenders go up huge early and then they have to throw the ball a bunch. Yeah. And they're the Sea Dragons. They love throwing the ball even if they're ahead. So, likelihood is you're leading XFL passing yardage guy i really messed up the phrasing of that it sounded better in my mind's eye but the league leading guy can't even do it now danucci had danucci most yard danucci most yard air he throw good in next game danucci got the legs and the arm and he uses them well so i would say bet on danucci bet the farm bet your mother's farm bet your father's farm (laughs) <laughs> Bet farms you don't own to buy more farms. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're like, we need to throw that one in there. But I'll bet my motherfucking <laughs> farm on this man. I'm betting Housel's farm if he doesn't bet it already. Farms are going under. Uh, so it's a shame to see our boys in St. Louis not get into the playoffs, though, because that was the best game. They scored the most points in XFL history just to not get into the playoffs. Only a quarterback with six passing touchdowns in a game in any year of the XFL. And he will probably – do you think – well, this is kind of off topic, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do you think he will get MVP even though they didn't make a playoffs? No, because he missed the game. Oh. I think that will kill him. And you think they'll just give it to Danuch? I think we'll give it to Teamo because he's on the team with the best record and he's only thrown two interceptions all year. Okay. Yeah, De'Ara King comes in to throw all the, the interceptions. Yeah, he's the one who throws all the interceptions. What a hot take that I was wrong on. <laughs> yeah. He is the uh, interception specialist if he's not running that ball. I know, right? He, he is a glorified running back. I like seeing him still, in the game. I still would take him over any quarterback that the Brahmas have deployed this year. He had one of the nicest passes we've seen this season with that one where he gets shoved like 10 feet out of bounds and makes a beautiful pass. I mean, he's had some beautiful passes, but they've been to the other team mostly. So it hasn't been too beneficial. Yeah, people don't like that. But, you know, for, they're nice to, to, to see. each their own. So uh, the rest of the roundup is that the Houston Roughnecks are playing Arlington, which we already talked about. And Houston whooped Arlington, who was playing for a playoff spot with all their backups. So that'll be a joyous thing to watch. Yeah, that was really embarrassing. Cole McDonald ran all over them. I just remember watching the highlights for that on YouTube, and I was like, oh, God, here's another Cole McDonald 50-yard burger. I was watching a video, and I think they said Cole McDonald was 10 of 11, and his only incompletion was a pick. So a ball, he, he didn't hit the dirt, but 10 of 11. And then they even said he misread, and someone was wide open at the middle of the field on that. 
Ew. So like the Red and Arlington Red. has a better defense too. That's the, that's a shame. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. So Silvers might not miss those wide open guys. <laughs> well, um, I think we've wrapped up the week. Then I mean, I mean, I feel like I feel we like should. That's uh, a quick roundup, but it doesn't get much easier than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll just throw in some honorable mentions here. Um, the Vipers showed up to a game. The Guardians scored a last-second touchdown to ruin someone's playoff berth. So, I mean, that's good for them. And so, like, the Guardians had that beautiful fake punt. They had the play of the year, in my opinion. Play of the year. I agree. I'll, I definitely, agree. I'll definitely say play of the year. It was dopeness. I have a feeling we'll talk about this later on the pod. Uh, I think we'll get real in-depth on it. I was making some sauce in my pants when I was watching it. Nothing but sauces, spaghetti sauciest plays. <laughs> the sauciest. So much sauce, I put it first. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, do you have more honorable mentions here? Um, I mean, just here's a, a great year of XFL football. I feel like the games definitely improved a lot more as the season went on. Agreed. So here's the hoping that when we come back next year, because I'm assuming a lot of these guys will stay the same and with a little more continuity, maybe it'll get, you know, we'll get a nice hot start off fresh off the gate and the games will start looking more and more better. Did you see that they were talking about how the players want to stay in the league? Like, yeah, they want to use it for the NFL to get in the NFL, but the players that played, they want to stay. Like if they don't go to the NFL, they're not going to be too upset because they really enjoyed playing in the XFL. Yeah, and, and not to throw shade on uh, the USFL or any means by that, but something that I was watching another video on was talking about, like, which league is better. And it was like Jordan Tayama was the MVP, I'm pretty sure, of the USFL last year, and he went to the XFL. Like, so it seems like, and they drew A.J. McCarron from the NFL to the XFL. So it seems like something about how they run it does a lot of player appreciation. Because if what you're saying is true, guys want to stay in the XFL, like they want to go pro, but they want to stay here and everything, that – that really says a lot because if you get the players that want to stay and like, let's say Jacor Pearson gets an offer to go to the NFL and he's just like, nah, man, Danucci's my boy. I want to stay here with him. I love Sea Dragons country. Yeah. Or Hakeem Butler. And he's like, nah, I like being a battle hog, man. These guys cheer for me every week. This is awesome. Then you start to see things where you're like, oh, we have actual NFL talent here. So I think that could build up the fans. And when that builds up the fans, that builds up the money. Then guys start getting paid more. Then it brings in even more superstars. So I think this is a good start to what potentially could be the new uh, the new spring football league for years to come. Fingers crossed. I think they did an excellent job. Uh, credit where credit is due. The Rock, Danny Garcia, and that other person that owns the league, who I don't know because they're like a silent partner or whatever. Good job. I think they set a great first season of the XFL, at the very least. And I'm excited for playoffs, man. Playoffs? Playoffs. Don't talk playoffs. Don't talk playoffs. Well, before we can talk about the real playoffs, we have to talk about the sauciest plays. Almost, it's almost the last week we'll hear about sauciest plays. I know. I think they'll be have to be different for the playoffs. I, I'm. I think you're right. I think we might have to work out something different because saucy plays are more for the, uh, you know, the regular the season. Exactly. This might be the uh, the pasta breakers because the game winning plays. But with a lead-in like that, I can't do anything but give you guys my sauciest plays of the last week of the XFL season. Give us all that sauce. 
Here, coming in at number five, we have AJ McCarron on fire. Hits a crossing Akeem Butler, who finds the sideline and follows it like the yellow brick road to the end zone for a 66-yard touchdown. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Ooh, I don't think they're in the playoffs. <laughs> Speaking of playoffs, though, on this play, Danucci uses the legs after using his division to divide the defenders for a 14-yard touchdown run, scampering in. This man can do it all, including turn it over, which is why I think Te'amu will take it. <laughs> But keeping it at the Sea Dragons, we have Jordan Vesey would make a diving, stretching catch towards the sideline and is able to sneak one foot inbounds while his whole body's careening out of bounds, which is something that I like for these spring leagues. Add that extra little element of a big play. There's no way that would have been a touchdown in any other league, but you know what? Touchdown here, sick-ass play. Sick ass. Number two, I figured two's fitting because it's my last double dip of the year. Oh, so I see this, what he did there. This double sauce is for Stephen Mitchell, with the defender draped all over him, reaches out to a perfect pass from McCarron to snatch the ball out of the sky, and he'd show off the hands again with what's what probably the nastiest catch of the week, diving in towards the end zone for a catch of 16 yards rolling out of the back. Touchdown wasn't enough to put him in the playoffs, though. But a lot of big plays in that uh, the St. Louis game. which is I would imagine, since it was the highest-scoring XFL game ever. So it's very disappointing that we won't see more of them. But coming in at number one, sauciest play of the week. Sauciest play of the year. We got Mac Brown, the hottest QB in the XFL, who just happens to be starting at the punter position, throws to Jordan Thomas, who muscles his way to catch the ball, cuts up two defenders, jukes a third, and spin jumps a fourth as he crosses the field, turns it up, doesn't look back, and scores an 84-yard touchdown. Fake punts, baby! I love the fake punts. Ooh. And I love that the Battlehawks were playing the Guardians, and they were both like, yo, we're all fake punting today because I think the Battlehawks did also have a fake punt that game too because they were like, yo, dude, we set the standard here. You guys can't be showing us up. I know the Guardians tried another one at the uh, end of the did game they? with like two minutes left. Respect. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to get the hot hand out there. But those were my sauciest plays of the week. Last sauciest play of the year. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. Eat some Tums because spaghetti sauce gives me heartburn. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. What a great segment you introduced. And that was early on, too. I, I mean, I feel like we need First a top plays. We need a top plays, and I... Got to set us apart. Got to gotta do this. I got to give the people the sauce. Sports Center might show you the plays, but can they articulate them as well into a microphone as my boy Spaghetti? I don't think so. I don't think they have the hushba. I agree. Or the ability to use profanity. So uh, it is a little early, but I do think that we have a very hot ad read this week. So might want to get right to it. That way we get our money right off the bat. Get right to the ad read. I like where you're sounding. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. This week we have a lovely, lovely sponsor. All our sponsors are lovely, but this one especially so. This week's sponsor is Authentic Jerseys. What better way to show you support your team or feel like you're a part of the league that you love so much more than an authentic jersey? 
one and any player's name you like. Maybe even throw your own name back there. You know, the customizability. Showing all of our uniqueness. Because as they say, this is a league for you. And if it being a league for you, authentic jerseys should also be in an affordable price range. You know, nothing crazy like $200 for a league where it's just starting out. But authentic jerseys are great, you know. Get them out there, throw players' names on them for the teams that people are fans of. Put them out there at an affordable price, you know. Maybe then people will buy them, and then, you know, sales make the league look good. I don't know, but all I do know is I love authentic team jerseys. Authentic team jerseys? Wow, those sound awesome. I wonder what league has those. I know, right? Wouldn't it be great if they were easily accessible for everybody at a price we could all afford? Thumbs up. Wink for the camera. Um, I'm disappointed, uh, but I think they knew that most of those weren't going to sell. <laughs> they knew most of them weren't going to sell, and they only made probably like 10 in each size. That's what I saw, is they made 10 in each size, so after one sold, they could be like, stock running low! Yeah, right, dangerously so To low. try to just like force people into the purchase. But I mean, like, dude... If I wanted to get an Eagles jersey, I could get, like, an authentic Eagles jersey for, like, 200 And, like, that's got the NFL's name brand associated with it. That's what makes it cost that much. Because if I wanted to just go buy a jersey, it would probably be, like, 50 bucks. So, like, I would have no beef spending $100 on an XFL jersey. I would have bought one. If it was for the players. Like, yep. if I could have gotten a, a Cody Lattimore jersey, I'd be wearing it right now when I'm a Brahmas fan. I was going to say, you're a Brahmas fan. Those are just big words, man. So I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I don't know why they dropped the bag so hard, but... Like, it, I feel like if you wanted gear for a new league, like, what incentivizes people besides making it affordable? That's like if they were selling tickets to the XFL championship game for Super Bowl prices. Yeah, right. And they were like, why is nobody here? 6000 a ticket, baby. I know. That's insane. But... Anyway, I think it is time for... Uh, <laughs> We're running out of gas, guys. We're running out of gas. It's time for this. Power rankings. Um, this is a special playoff power ranking. Playoff power rankings. In which, if you don't know exactly how these four teams are going to go down, then you haven't been listening all season, you fucking morons. You fucking morons. Number four has got to be the Arlington Shitgades. They are the, the Arlington Shit Parades, I should say. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because they are definitely going to lose to the Houston Roofnecks. Who are then going to lose to whoever wins the other game. Yeah, um, death, taxes, and the Renegades are going to lose this game are the things guaranteed in life. Amen. So, uh, bet on not anybody, because this isn't the 4th and 15 yet. We're just talking about what has to happen. No, we're just talking power rankings right now. Number three is uh, the Roughnecks. 
let's see. They lost to the other two teams in the playoffs, and the other team they're playing is the Renegades. That one's pretty cut and dry. But maybe they could make some noise in the finals, but... Make some noise, just be them boys. We them boys. It'll make a noise. Who you got at number two? At number two, I got the... Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons have to be number two because they haven't proven they can beat the defenders, but they have proven they can whoop ass. So, I think it just makes the most sense. I agree. Number two definitely fitting. And if you look at it, besides the turnovers, they're pretty evenly matched. But what really boils down to and changes everything is the 12th man on the league. League MVP, Beer Snake. Beer Snake. We're going back to Beer Snake country, and that's what gives DC Defenders the number one of our power rankings. Power. Playoff edition. Uh, I think that the Beer Snake is huge, and I love that it has been the only constant of this entire season. Beer Snake Country. I mean, what you need to do, and I think is what the XFL is doing great, is you need to have the relatability to the NFL, but stuff that separates you so people that watch it go like, why don't I just wait for the NFL? And the Beer Snake, that ain't nowhere else, baby. Honestly, there was nothing more talked about than the Beer Snake on the on the uh, like game announcing. So... Everyone knows the beer snake. Everyone's hyped about the beer snake. We all give the fans what they want. Give them that beer snake. I mean, they're measuring it. They're talking about how tall it is, how much money spent in beer to make the beer snake. It's all the analytics go into the beer snake as much as they go into baseball, folks. And I'm sure the people that own that stadium love the beer snake. They're like, yep, keep it coming. Biggest beer snake. Why don't you set a record every time we play? I know. And my favorite part is towards the end of the game with like a Five, six minutes left, you see, and they they take the beer snake apart and all the fans courteously put, stack the cups into like four or five things. Nice, easy cleanup. So not only is it dope, shows the fans are loving it, gets everybody into it, but it makes the stadium easier to clean. Like all around beer snake, big snake, big plus. Beer snake is good for America is what I hear. Beer snake 2024. He's got my vote. <laughs> so uh, power rankings are over. Well, let's take a look ahead at this next week of first ever XFL playoffs. The XFL playoffs are starting. We went into it a little bit for the games. I think it's kind of obvious with uh, one of the matchups. So we'll talk about that one first. And it's the Renegades at the Roughnecks. Roughnecks beat them twice, beat them handily both times. And the Renegades really don't deserve to make the playoffs. But with all that being said... I'm going to pitch this question to you, Housetown. Who? Me? Knock, knock. Who's there? You there. How do the Renegades find a way to pull this upset off? What needs to go right besides all of the Roughnecks players dying? Um, the Arlington Renegades defense has to play the best defense they've ever played which would mean they have to do better than they did last week, which they needed to win to be into the playoffs, except they already knew that they were in. Because um, the Browns lost. Yes, thank you. Uh, but still, like they should have been putting their whole foot forward to show they deserve to be there because the other team that didn't make it was like 8-3, and three, you know, and they did not make the playoffs, which is some BS, and they could not have been 8-3. So sorry, I got that wrong. Um, can't do math. 
Math. This isn't a math podcast. So if they didn't have any heart there, I don't think they're going to have any heart in the first round of the playoffs. And it's a shame because I think every team has a lot of heart, but the Renegades are probably the team with the least amount of heart. So should be exciting. So it's, it sounds like to me what you're saying is the way the Renegades win this game is if the Roughnecks just look past them and they actually try harder. I think so, yeah. All right, guys. So um, we got a little post-production uh, update for you. Right now, it is currently Sunday morning, and obviously the podcast is just coming to you now, and I apologize for that. But uh, we're going to nip this whole Renegades-Houston thing in the butt for all you real fans out there. Clearly, we got this part pretty fucking wrong but i hope you can appreciate how funny it is now knowing what we know that the renegades did win and basically for the reasons that ian just said that they showed up to play their defense played amazing and the roughnecks really just took a poop they really just looked by them so i'm impressed by that just want to interject here to say that i'm sorry that this podcast taking so long to come out i love you guys we have a few more weeks left here don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. But now in real time, back to what Ian was saying about how the Renegades are going to win. See, my mine is it, it, it just goes down to one player. As I brought him up on Spicy Plays a lot, I don't know why I don't see him more. Lawan Winningham. He dropped He's, a touchdown last week, though. Who cares? He's clearly their best player. They just need to feed him the ball more. I think if Perez can go a game without throwing a pick six, and they try to focus on giving the ball to Winningham and running and just punching short yard situations with Devion Smith, that they might be able to eke out an upset. If they can just keep it clean, they, they literally have to play their best game of the year. They need it. They're better they, they need a fumble to go their way, and, but they, they need Perez and Winningham to really carry the offense. Perez needs to be the best Perez he can be and throw 300 yards and three touchdowns. What? That sounds like a bet. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. that's a bet. We'll see if there's player pressure. I'll take it, but I don't think it's going to hit. But I, I, I would, think I it. would not take it, but that's just me. I'm not the betting expert here. But so all of that being said, pretty pretty, pretty certain the Roughnecks are going to win this game, barring a miracle. So let's go on to the more exciting matchup, and let's talk about Sea Dragons at Defenders. Sure, but I must bring up one last point from the last thing, Skip. Um, Skip. All right, well, we'll cut that out. Probably won't. <laughs> Fuck it. What are you going to do? Who, who, who listens anyway? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. The depression's got real. The depression's just kicking. <laughs> Our one listener's going to be upset. Y'all don't even fucking write at us anyway. We don't care. All, yeah, all oh. season I wanted you guys to write in. Give me your hot takes. Tell me how much how much you think my boy Skip over here doesn't know shit about the XFL. I know, right? Are like, I don't watch man? every fucking game all week for you guys. Come at me. Tell me my plays aren't saucy. Like, you guys are pussies. You're just hiding out there judging us, judging my mistakes. At least I'm fucking out here. What are you doing? You're not even a keyboard warrior. They're saying they didn't even, no one even tweeted us to say there was no sauce in those meatballs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me upset motherfuckers got lost in the sauce too scared to at me but anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> See, now that we know our listening base is a bunch of pussies i know right fuck all you guys <laughs> we're going down burning we're taking you with us <laughs> yeah so you want the next game we'll fucking bring it to you 
We think that the Seattle Sea Dragons are going to not win against the D.C. Defenders. <laughs> I know, right? We think the Defenders are going to beat them again because they always beat them. NFL rule is it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. I bring this up all the time because I fucking hate that thing. It's like a 70% chance. So 70% chance that they're going to bang. You're going to take those odds? If you, if you are going on a date with a girl and it's just like you have to pay for dinner but there's only a 70% chance of action, you're taking it. You're going, Wow! Those are great odds, Ian. I'm taking it at 10%. Thank you. But, I mean, that means you're also taking the Sea Dragon. So, then again, I don't know. We're all in different situations here. I am a Sea Dragons fan, but Danucci has not proven to me that he will not turn this ball over. So, I think that will be the difference. <laughs> and we'll be watching DC play the Roughnecks. And, and it's going to be a, a, quite a one-sided final. But, hey, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But For um, all you listeners, they're still out there. I know, right? The fucking three of you. We used to have players listen to this thing, man. How we fall. Kendrick Lamar used to listen. And we we just fell off the goddamn earth. It's because we haven't been tweeting that, Kendrick. We flew too close to the sun, I think. Icarus, and we burn off our goddamn wax wings. But keys to victory. Danucci, don't turn over the ball, you moron. Throw for a lot to your team. That's real easy. Don't get mad at Josh Gordon, you moron. Oh, Josh Gordon's not putting 100% out there. Because Josh Gordon doesn't care. Man, he just wants to play football again. He's not going to break his legs for the XFL. Like, he wouldn't quit smoking weed for the NFL. You think he's going to fucking ball out I was going to say, you? the XFL is totally cool with it. They're like, yeah, do you smoke in the locker room? <laughs> They're like, we don't care, dude. Name recognition. So understand that, Danucci. So stop being mad at him. Throw the ball to your team, and you guys could win. Defenders, do what you've been doing all year. Just run Abram Smith. Just have Jordan Tayamu do stuff or Tamawu. How do you pronounce his name? Tamawu. Tamawu. Yeah, that guy. You do you do good stuff. Keep the Air King out of the game if you want to win. Easy peasy. He throws he throws picks. <laughs> that is the best advice we've ever given on this podcast. <laughs> we don't give great advice often, but that one was the best. All right. Well, that was our look ahead at the playoffs. So I think you know what time it is, Spaghetti. I think we are going to be rolling into the fourth and fifteen soon. I think so. Coach has got a challenge. I might actually cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up, we got the Arlington Renegades at the Houston Roughnecks. Game of the year. Arlington Renegades are giving six points. Six points to the Arlington Renegades. And the over-under is 41 and a half. I'm taking the under, and I'm taking the Houston Roughnecks by more than six points because they just beat the same team last week by more than six points and less than 41 and a half, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I am going to say Houston will beat them by more than six and a half points. I'm going to say do the over on this one. I think they are going to be trying to go into the finals hot, and they want this to be like a tune-up game. This is like when Alabama plays like – I don't score that many points, though. That's the problem. What do you mean? Uh, Arlington always scores like 18. So that means they just have Arlington to score 24. Arlington would score like 9 before. Okay, let's give Arlington 12. That means they just have to score 30. All right, all right. I, th- I think it's very doable. Especially since they got to try to get their sauce going because they, na- they know regardless of who they play, they've lost to them. All right, well, now that we've talked about the world's most exciting game, let's talk about the real world's most exciting game. Seattle Sea Dragons and the D.C. Defenders giving Seattle three and a half here. And the over-under is 48 and a half. What are you thinking? 
Um, over is my first, is the first thing that jumps to me is bet that over. Bet it all. Like, bet it all on the over. Bet it all on the over, bet it all on Danucci. Um, that's the first thing that jumps to me is the over. Three and a half. That's rough because I think DC is going to win, but I see Seattle being within three. But do you see them being within three and a half? That's where these lines get tricky. It's like these guys make millions of dollars making these numbers up. So what I'm going to say is defenders will cover the spread. They will win and it will be the over. So that's right. Your originality cranked it through the analytics and all the machines. I'm going with the favorite for both games and the over. Well, they're the favorite for a reason. They're my favorite. I was like, what's that reason? I'm not going to tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they bet. I feel like this was a short episode, but there isn't much to be said right now because we now know where the playoff situation lies. We will probably have a lot to talk about next week, even though there are less games on. I mean, it will be a little more hype because we'll get to go a little more in depth into like matchups and stuff. But it's kind of just like, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like the only real story that, is to be said for this week is the battle Hawks not making the playoffs. And that's like a broken record. Everybody already knows that. So like, do you really just want to hear us kick that dead horse? I do. Like, Oh no. the team. <laughs> watch the renegades win the whole fucking thing. If like, they wh- do, I might not watch the XFL anymore. No, I would just tell everyone to suck a dick. Be like, that's why fucking regular season records don't matter. But then again, like single elimination kind of sucks, but you have to do it in football. Because, like, they, it would be too long of playoffs. But, hey, that's all we got, guys. I'm still uh, recovering from my injuries. Sure, trespassing is a misdemeanor, but you still do have to spend a night in the, the county lockup. Made some friends. Got some tattoos. Got but some, the Brahma, Brahma's still lost. Got some other stuff he didn't want. It turned out I liked it, though. Different kind of beer snakes. <laughs> What a way to end the final regular season episode. Ended in a regular fashion. Well, all kidding aside from earlier, everyone who did listen and made it through to this long, we love you and we hope nothing but the best for you and yours. Um, Yeah, thank you for just listening us to be douchebags. Yeah, about a sport we know everything about. Oh, (laughs) by the way, just in case anybody's wondering there at home, I did win the fantasy football championship. I am the expert, baby. He is the foremost XFL fantasy expert in the United States of America. And if you would like to argue it, tweet at us, but we know you won't because you're all fucking bitches. Oh! Get lost in that sauce, motherfucker. Damn. Mic drop, we out. And then for uh, the final one, the tagline I used that I don't know if people like, that puts this XFL regular season behind us here at Behind the Sticks, and we will catch you after the playoffs. If you've made it all the way through to this part, stay tuned for some awesome outtakes, courtesy of your boy Housetown. I need to know. I have no idea what I was going to say. What were you talking about?
dude, you cut me off. I know. I know. <laughs> now I forget. You went, you know, bringing up last games. I need to tell you one more thing before you talk about the next game. You had just said something, and that's what I wanted to talk about. It wasn't even game related. Well, so the more interesting game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs>